Welcome, I'm Scott Duda, leader of our professional services practice group for Cherry Beckert, and today we're here to discuss the infrastructure bill, otherwise known as the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, and its impact on professional services firms. With me today is Nita Sanger, director in our digital advisory practice. Welcome, Nita. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. I really appreciate it. So to just give you a little bit of my background, I've been doing uh, consulting for the last 25 years and my areas of focus have been a lot in professional services and, and just specifically in the areas of financial services, uh, just overall professional services and firms such as ours and legal services. And um, my sort of experience with more about digital transformation sort of started about um, I would say the last credit crisis where I worked to help transform a number of financial services firms and then I helped to sort of transform a couple of the biz global businesses for a big four and then I did that for the uh, legal and regulatory division of an information services provider and then in fact one of our first projects that I did over here was to actually do the digital transformation for our own firm so I've got a lot of experience doing that. Great. So, you know, one of the things as we've read through the infrastructure bill, um, there's no new tax here. There's no changes in law. Um, a lot of it is really about changing priorities for the federal government and their spending and then really just more. So, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, building bridges, whether it's green initiatives, those types of things, it's prioritizing them and then putting funding into it so that mm -hmm. uh, there's more of it and we can get it done more quickly. So as we looked at that and its impact on professional services firms, you know, really one of the things or a couple of the things, it's, it's about building efficiencies. It's about building capacity. It's about being very efficient um, in your processes. Um, and a lot of that involves digital transformation. And so today we're going to talk about how do professional services firms prepare for more, not something different necessarily, but more. And so, Nita, can you talk specifically about how this activity, this increased activity will impact professional service segments? Sure. So so let's just talk. We know when you talk about professional services, we usually th that tends to sort of co cover a lot of different sort of subsectors as we think about that. So one thing you're absolutely correct is we're going to see an increase in demand. Professional services as the way that we usually tend to characterize that is going to be which are most a lot of our businesses which are very much people driven where we bring in certain kind of expertise and uh and you know special skills to the table to meet our end customers needs and which and and how we deliver them can often be enabled by technology and usually when we think about that and as i talk about the different segments we'll uh, i'll talk about them specifically would be things like architecture and engineering professional services firms such as ourselves financial services legal services and just other general business services. So as we talk about this and how they're going to get impacted by the infrastructure bill, um, first is architecture and engineering. As you know, as part of the, the, the bill, there's there's a huge amount of programs that are there that relate to you know repairing and rebuilding roads and infrastructure, bridges, our airports, ports, and this is where an architecture and engineering firm is very much going to need to figure out how they're going to be offering services to all of these different businesses and then sort of with, you know, and then and basically making sure that they provide services to them adequately. Professional services of so firms like ours, what's going to happen is as 
businesses in the space, and I just don't mean in, you're, they're going to be you know, manufacturing firms, industrial firms, all of which are going to need help to figure out how do they take advantage of all the opportunities. A lot of them are going to try to see if they can leverage technology to become more efficient. They're all going to need help in things like, you know, how do I do this? How do I digitally transform myself? If I, they're moving to more technology, they're going to need technology support. They might need to take a look at their cybersecurity. So there's going to be a lot of those professional services firms are going to see, uh, they're going to see need in those areas. Then let's talk about legal services. We know that the last few years there's been a huge uptick in, you know, a lot of legal advice, especially everything that was going on with the pandemic. But now as companies are going to be moving to doing all these new businesses, moving to new technologies, they're going to need help in understanding, okay, how do we manage things like contracts or how do we take a look at governance, risk, compliance, all of which there's going to be a huge need for legal services. Then a lot of the, the corporations who are operating in, in spaces that are all going to get impacted by the bill, and we mentioned industrial being sort of one of the big ones, but there's going to be so many others. But all of them are going to need funding. That's where financial services are going to be, need to be able to come in to be able to provide funding for growth uh, of companies. And then last and certainly not the least, it's going to be business services. And this kind of covers a huge gamut where they're going to be actually helping them, you know, helping businesses become more efficient, more productive, all of which are also going to get impacted by increased demand. So I think this whole in, in our the entire professional services sector, that's what we're going to be seeing. And depending on what services you offer, you will actually see that that's going to be there's going to be a huge increase for you and then what actions you need to take accordingly. Right. So there's a lot of increased demand, right? Like everything that you just talked about we see over the next 12, 18 months, professional services being impacted by this increased demand um, or increased opportunity. So mm -hmm. specifically sort of what actions can professional service businesses take to take advantage of this increased demand? How do they build efficiencies? How do they build capacity? How do they um, gather data either that they have access to, but maybe not reporting correctly uh, mm -hmm. or don't have access to it, they're not gathering it yet so that they can manage their business properly and take advantage of these opportunities. Sure. So when we talk about what you're going to need to be doing is we try to sort of put it into sort of three broad buckets. One is you're going to need to examine how you go to market. The second is going to be sort of what products and services you offer. And then the third is going to be how do you operate as a business? So let's take a look at uh, as we're talking about that. So first is when you say, how do you go to market? So, you know, we, most of the professional services firms are going to need to think about, like, who do we target? How do you prioritize all the projects to pursue? How do you track those projects? How do you make sure that you're you're putting your time, your limited time and resources in those projects that are going to be most efficient? And so even as we talk about all of this, I guess the key to remember is that all of these will be enabled by technology. And then it's going to be, how do we make sure we keep our customers engaged and how do we get input from them? And it could be like if you're doing a project, which is in architecture and engineering, making sure you get civic engagement. So this is the thing to look at when you consider how you actually go to market. The next thing is going to be what products and services you offer. If you look at most professional services, how we tend to operate is we tend to do project by project. So we're very much project driven businesses. You go win a business and then you execute on it. So 
keeping that in mind, and we've talked about right, that you need to make sure that whatever projects you actually take are going to be more efficient, then there's another thing that you might need to actually think about is, are the opportunities to move away from that and add on, not move away, but actually add on more productized offerings? And by that, I mean is that if you are actually working on a, uh, if, uh, a professional services firm like ours, we are actually working on um, something for our client, the key to understand is what is the need that they're going to have and then how can we meet that need? So what we can do is they're going to need advice on how do they run their businesses more efficiently? Is there a way for us, and we sit on so much client data, is there a way for us to use analytics to be actually able to take that information to be able to help them run their businesses much more efficiently. So that's what we need to be thinking about. So, so it's a combination of we do the project work, but then also add on things like leveraging analytics and business insights that we gather that we can then provide to our customers. And then it's going to be how we operate as a business. We've already talked about how talent, uh, we're we're in the people business, you know, in uh, most profession services that they say it's like, you know, our biggest assets are our people that go up and down the elevator. So the key is to make sure how do we actually ensure that the talent is being used most effectively. And so I think for us to very much understand that what is the value that we bring to our clients? So if you're in legal services, what you're actually doing is legal advice is what people are coming to you for. What we do in consulting or in, in uh, you know, at Cherry Beckard, we offer advice to our clients to run their businesses more efficiently. It's kind of focusing on that. So making sure that we, we focus what on what matters most and then enabling everything else, the repeatable tasks that are there Make sure that you get them automated, provide all the tools and technologies that we can to our people to make them much more efficient. Then the key to think about is how do we make, how do, what do we need to do to retain and attract our talent? And then also think about alternate business models, which would be things like fractional talent, remote talent, or using platforms that are out there, which very much focuses on, on, you know, which will have people who bring very specific subject matter expertise in, in narrow areas. So thinking about talent in a different way. And then in operations, how you actually run your business at the back end. Are they tasks that can be automated? The, all the repeatable tasks, can we automate those? What are the things that we can outsource? Any of the non-revenue generating activities, does it make more sense if we give them out to somebody else to do? How do we streamline our operations and systems? And then how do we actually figure out who do we, maybe should we form strategic alliances? Should we acquire companies that provide uh, you know, different skills that we don't have? Or do we sort of do joint ventures with others that we can go to market to meet our clients' needs more effectively? So I think just given where we are in professional services, there are so many opportunities that now businesses are going to need to think about how do we take advantage, keeping in mind that talent is going to be the resource that's going to be most constrained. How do they then leverage the talent, which is very critical, and to make sure that they become most efficient and are spending their time on value added activities. And, and we realize that this is kind of complex, right? There's no one size fits all. So we actually say, take a step back and take a look at your business and then actually figure out how you're going to move that forward. So um, you covered quite a bit there. And mm. can you give us some specific examples of maybe how digital has done some of this for some professional services firms in the recent uh, recent past? Sure. So if you remember when we started off, I'd actually mentioned that one of the one when I came in, one of the first projects we had done was we actually did 
the digital transformation for our own firm. And we kind of used the same kind of approach that we were actually suggesting. We actually said, and, and I'll just sort of say, so as you know, our audit and tax, we're starting to find that our clients are not finding as much value from just doing an audit or tax. It's it's a necessity. It needs to be done. It's very much regulatory driven. But what they're looking for is for us to actually provide more advice to them as to what they need to do to run their businesses more efficiently. So for our own businesses, what we did was we said, OK, let's figure out where do our people spend the time? What are the tasks that are re repetitive? Can we automate those tasks so that we can actually make our people more efficient that instead of spending time doing the repetitive tasks, they're doing more value added tasks and providing more advice to our clients. The other thing is we sit on huge amounts of data for ourselves. Right, we sit for our clients. We actually, because they treat us as their trusted advisors, we have so much information. Can we use the information that we have to help them run their businesses more efficiently? So that's a little bit of what we did for ourselves when we went in. And all of those things is what we're executing on. So it's almost looking at everything that we would be doing and then saying, what can we do to meet our clients need more more efficiently and most effectively. And then we also looked at our own operations and say, what if what of those operations can be automated? What can be outsourced? So that's what we did for ourselves. Then we actually did we did another project for for a law firm, which was a mid-sized law firm, and they were looking for how could they run their business much more efficiently because they did not have enough data for the leadership to be making decisions on uh, are the cases that we're working on, are we efficient or not, et cetera. And so we actually did a whole bunch of project around that. Now what they're starting to see is they, they're realizing that there's going to be a huge amount of opportunities. They want us to come in and help them figure out what they need to do to position themselves for growth. So one of the things we're suggesting to them is actually doing what we called our Terry Beckett's quick start session, which is that design thinking session to help them figure out what's happening in the market because we have a good understanding of that and then actually helping them saying, okay, given where your business is, looking at their operations and saying, here's what you need to do to grow your business. So we've done that for, and I just gave you two examples, but we've done that for a number of other professional services firms as sure. well. Thanks, Nita. It's certainly an exciting time for professional services firms as we look to put COVID behind us, look to the future, look to this infrastructure bill and all the opportunities that it provides. You know, it struck me as you were speaking there that it's really an opportunity to revisit your systems, your processes, ensure you're giving your people the opportunity to be the most efficient and effective that they can be. Um, and I think, you know, for those of you that are interested, we're going to leave our contact information where you access the podcast. That's going to include a discussion or a link to the design thinking session that Nita mentioned, that CB quick start uh, session. And that's really an opportunity for us to spend a day brainstorming on all of the processes and systems and what you're doing, and then also set up your priorities as you move forward so that you've got that, uh, that, that chance to revisit your systems, your processes, make sure that your people are the most efficient that they can be to really take advantage of all the opportunities that are going to be in front of you for the next 12 to 18 months. And as always, please let us know if we can assist in being your guide forward.